We pray for blessings. We pray for peace. Comfort for families. Protection while we sleep. We pray for healing. For prosperity. We pray for your mighty hand to heal our suffering. And all the while you hear each spoken need. But love is way too much to give us lesser things. So what if your blessings come through raindrops? What if your healing comes through tears? And what if a thousand sleepless nights are what it takes to know you're near? And what if trials of this life are your mercies in disguise? We pray for wisdom, your voice to hear, and we cry in anger when we cannot feel you near. We doubt your goodness, we doubt your love, as if every promise from your word is not enough. And all the while you hear each desperate plea, as long as we have faith to believe. What if your blessings come through raindrops? What if your healing comes through tears? And what if a thousand sleepless nights are what it takes to know you're near? And what if trials of this life are your mercies in disguise? When friends betray us, when darkness seems to win, we know the pain reminds this heart that this is not, this is not our home. What if your blessings come through raindrops? What if your healing comes through tears? And what if a thousand sleepless nights is what it takes to know you're near? And what if my greatest disappointments or the aching of this life is a revealing of a greater thirst this world can't satisfy. And what if trials of this life, the rain, the storms, the hardest nights, are your mercies in disguise?
Take your Bible, if you will, turn with me to Philippians chapter 4. Book of Philippians chapter 4. Begin reading in verse 4. Stand with me if you would for the reading of the Word of God. If you're able, if you're not, that's fine. Stand up on the inside. You can stay seated on the outside. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say, rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, Think on these things. Those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me, do. And the God of peace shall be with you. But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at the last your care of me hath flourished again, wherein you were all so careful, but you lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Notwithstanding, ye have done well that you did communicate with me in my affliction. Now ye Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but ye only. For even in Thessalonica ye are sent once and again unto my necessity, not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. But I have all, and abound, and am full, having received of Epaphroditus the things that were sent from you, an odor of a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Now unto God and our Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Salute every saint in Christ Jesus. The brethren which are with me greet you. All the saints salute you, chiefly them that are of Caesar's household. The praise of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Let's bow together in prayer. Father, thank you so much for your precious word. Teach us from it this morning. Help us to see those things that you have for us. Lord, I ask your Holy Spirit to, to work in our hearts and minds. Lord, I yield myself to you. I ask you to give me the very words to say. Lord, we just want to be obedient to you today. We want to bring glory and honor to you today. In Jesus' name and for his sake we pray. Amen. You may be seated.
I have been reminded numerous times lately about the futility of worrying. I mean, it's just useless. We generally worry about things over which we have no control. And we worry about things that we're not sure are going to happen or we're not sure how they're going to turn out or we're not sure how we're going to deal with it. When the truth of the matter is, we are to rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. Rejoice in what? Rejoice about what? Well, if you have difficulty finding something to rejoice about, come see me. I'll let you go with me to the hospital. You can see folks there that are in much worse shape than you are. And that will help you to rejoice. Or I'll take you down town, St. Louis, where the people are sleeping on the street. And you can rejoice that you have a place to sleep. General Booth founded the Salvation Army. One of his last addresses to this vast group of Englishmen who were doing their best to help change their society by ministering to the poor and sharing the gospel with people said that he wished he had one gift he could give each of them. And that would be to open the gates of hell and allow them to gaze into hell for just five minutes. To see the souls that have been there, some of them for thousands of years, who are in terrible torment, whose memories are nearly driving them crazy because they remember every opportunity they had to respond to God. They remember every opportunity they had to receive Jesus Christ as personal Savior. And they rejected it. And not just the memories, the physical torment of the punishment of rejecting Jesus Christ as personal Savior. The pain the incredible thirst. All of those things described in the words of Jesus. He said, I wish you could hear the wails of people who are lost forever. I wish you might experience the, the sound of the gnashing of teeth as people grind their teeth together in torment and in pain. And hear the awful weeping. The awful weeping. What a gift that would be. Because then every one of us who knows Jesus Christ as personal Savior would know that there's not anything ever going to happen to us in this life that we won't be able to rejoice in. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. In Second Thessalonians, excuse me, First Thessalonians chapter five, verse eighteen, the apostle Paul wrote, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. In everything give thanks. 
You say, but Brother Casey, some things happen that I'm just not thankful for. Well, that's simply because you don't see the end from the beginning like God does. You don't see how He's going to work it out for good to those that love Him, how He's going to provide a blessing for those that love Him, how He's going to take things and and work them out for His glory and your good. And if we trusted Him, we would know that He has promised to do that and God always keeps His promise. It's one of the sweet things I like about the gospel. The gospel is the fact that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. He was buried and he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. And if we will confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our hearts that God hath raised him from the dead, the scripture says, Thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Verse 13, Romans chapter 10, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's incredible. Wonderful news. Because one day I called on the name of the Lord and asked Him to save me. And He did it. And I don't have to worry about it anymore. I don't have to wonder about whether I'm going to heaven or not. In fact, wherever Jesus goes, that's where I'm going. He's coming back to this earth to get me. I'm going to meet Him in the clouds. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 following. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. And not just me, but the dead in Christ will rise first. Then those which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with Him in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Now the book of Revelation explains that we're going to be in heaven with Him for seven years. We're going to go to the trophy table. And there we're going to give an answer for the things that we did in the flesh. And He is going to reward us for loving His return, for watching for His return, for loving His people, for sharing the gospel with others. There's going to be crowns of life and crowns of rejoicing. And we're going to be there and receive those crowns. And then we're going to have something to lay at the feet of Jesus because there is nothing down here that He needs. No sense trying to take anything with us. It's worthless up there. So if we offer ourselves to Him down here, then we'll have crowns to offer to Him up there. And then after seven years, He returns to this earth. Riding on a white horse with the host of heaven coming with Him. No husband leaves and goes on vacation without taking his new bride with him. It's called the honeymoon. So when Jesus comes back to this earth to rule and reign as the king of the whole earth, we're coming with him as his bride. And we're going to rule and reign with him as kings and priests of God. Magnificent. 
future that God has for us. Wow. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say, rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Now that phrase, we skip over that a lot of times, the Lord is at hand. But the truth is, that means He is right here. He's right here. There's a primary interpretation that His coming is imminent. means it can happen at any time. Okay? But He is available here and now with us. John chapter 14, verse 23. If you keep my commandments, my Father loves thee, will love thee, and I and the Father will come and make our abode with you. We'll come and live with you. Hey, pretty sweet to have God live with you. Because He knows the end from the beginning. He knows how it's all going to turn out. And while he does not have to tell me, I can hold on to him and just let him walk me through it. And you have that opportunity also. If you know Jesus Christ as personal Savior, his Holy Spirit came and indwelt you the moment you received Christ. And as you study His Word and as you read His Word and become more acquainted with Him, you learn more and more to depend on Him. Paul is writing this letter from prison, from a dungeon in Rome. And he says, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. So what are you going through? What kind of problems you got? What are you facing? You're either having problems now or you just got over having problems and and things are starting to look better or things are going pretty good and you're fixing to have problems. Because that's just the cycle of life. You're doing okay and then you start having problems. And then, oh my goodness, you turn to Christ and Christ begins to solve those problems. And then you're doing okay, and then you start to have problems. And you come out of that, and God begins to solve those problems, and you're doing okay for a while. And it just keeps going and going and going and going. Knowing that is not enough. Okay? I'm not real crazy about things that go around and around. Now, I don't mind roller coasters that go up and down and spin around and try to jerk your head off. I don't mind those at all. But the tilt world. Y'all remember the tilt? Whoa, slings you around, 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 around. Okay, Jamie must have been 11 last time I wore, rode a tilt world. Maybe he's 10. And I got on with him, and we rode together. I was still young back then. And we got off. And I don't know if it was breakfast that morning, or supper the night before, or lunch the day before that. Or breakfast, lunch, supper, and breakfast. But everything in my body that was not totally absorbed into my bloodstream decided it wanted to leave. It wanted out. 
said, Brother Casey, did you throw up? No, I did not. Okay? I regurgitated. <laughs> and I did it with some amount of character. It was not... <laughs> no, it's what they call projectile. <laughs> See? You just hope everybody gets out of the way and let it go. I have not been on a tilt a whirl since, but I can still remember the sensation. Okay? Now, roller, I've ridden roller coasters since. I don't mind that. Rode a roller coaster uh, last year, year before last, I think, Silver Dollar City. Tried to tear our heads off, you know. And the guy who was ridden, riding with us, who's my age, he got sick this time. Not me, man. I loved it. Wind whipping in your face. But the truth of the matter is, when we go through these cycles, it's fun not to go through it alone. And so I cling to the Lord Jesus. And I trust Him. And I have learned that I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. I can endure anything because of His love for me. He gives us a, a bit of a recipe for how to rejoice in the Lord always. And I want to share it with you this morning. Control your thinking. Say, what? Yeah, control your thinking. You say, how can you do that, Brother Casey? Well, I'm not sure about women, but I know that men can only think one thought at a time. Okay? One thought at a time. So do not think about snakes for the next few seconds. Okay? Especially those big... Huge, fat, diamondback rattlesnakes that if they bite you, they won't kill you immediately. But they will kill you sooner or later. And you heard about the guy who got bit by a copperhead this year. Second person ever in the history of the state of Missouri to die from a copperhead bite. He got bit by a copperhead and now he's dead. From the copperhead bite. Okay. Wait, I ask you not to think about snakes. What are you doing thinking about snakes? You say, well, Brother Casey, you were talking about it. and, that, and Yeah. So let's stop for a moment and think about homemade ice cream. Now who's thinking about snakes? I'm talking about when it comes out of the, the, the can and put it in your bowl and it begins to call your name. And it begins to a little louder. And now it's like singing your name. Okay. Randy. Randy. Eggs by themselves are not good. Sugar by itself is not good. Cream isn't always very tasty. But I'm all mixed up with three and a half cups of sugar. And I am chilled to a custard-like consistency. Mmm. I want you. 
Well, how can you respond to that? I want you to. Is anybody still thinking about snakes? I didn't think so. We control our thinking by thinking about something else. And so when trouble comes and difficulties in life come and, and one of the kids gets sick or you get sick or, or a relative gets sick or, or something bad happens or there's a car wreck or, or whatever, we control our thinking. We rejoice in the Lord for what He is allowing to happen because He knows how it's going to turn out. And we don't. And we tend to look at the worst side of everything anyhow. I mean, I'm the kind of person who carries everything to its logical conclusion. Okay? It's just the way I think. It's the reason I don't support abortion. Because the evolutionists believe that there is coming a, a new step in Evolution, they're going to, a, a genetic mutation that's going to produce the next level of human being. Why dare take a chance on killing any of those babies before they're born? That'll make them all stay alive. You've got to raise them all. You say, but Brother Casey, what about those that are, something's wrong with them? How do you know that's not just the next mutation? I mean, who gets to decide what's wrong with a baby? I know this little girl. Doctors told her parents she ought to be aborted because she would never be able to sit up. She would never be able to think clearly. She'd never be able to walk. Probably would not be able to talk other than a few phrases. She might very well be blind and deaf and they ought to abort her. And all of those things might have been true, but her parents said, no, this is a gift from God and we're going to receive it. We're going to raise it. And that little girl just graduated from high school. And she walks. And she talks. And she can see. And she can hear. She didn't walk straight, necessarily. There is some problem. But she's brilliant. And every day her parents look at her and they see. What a wonderful gift from God. God knows the end from the beginning. We can rest in that. We can trust Him. God gives us this formula. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, it is true that God created you. It is true that God loves you. It is true that Jesus paid the penalty for your sin. It is true that if you receive Him, you become a child of God and you live with Him in heaven forever. Whatsoever things are true. Whatsoever things are honest. It is not honest to think that you can be good enough to go to heaven. You cannot. Whatsoever things are just. Whatsoever things are pure. Ooh, wow, that eliminates a lot of stuff on TV. Whatsoever things are lovely. Whatsoever things are of good report. If there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. 
think on these things. That's why everybody ought to be reading the Word of God every day. It's true, it's honest, it's a good report, and it has a great deal of virtue and a great deal of praise. I recommend the book of Proverbs that corresponds to the date. Today would be Proverbs 7. And five psalms that relate to the date. Yesterday would have ended with Psalm 30, and so today would be Psalm 31 through 35. And then the passage for today that's listed in your bulletin. And let God teach us those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. How would you like to have peace in your life for change? It's available. The God of peace can be with you. Talking the other night about my friend who, after me sharing the gospel with him for two years, not preaching to him, just relating circumstances where somebody shared the gospel and somebody else got saved, he finally came to me and he said, Brother Randy said, uh, I got a question. I said, Okay, what's your question? He said, I have done some things in my life that I don't think God can forgive. I said, well, I don't know what you've done, and I don't need to know. Don't bother telling me. But answer this one question for me, and then we'll both know. He said, okay. I turned in the Bible to 1 John chapter 1, verse 7, which says, If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. And so my question to him was this. Has what you have done, I don't know what you've done, but does it fit inside the word all or is it outside the word all? And then I didn't say anything else. Just waited. After a few seconds, he said, oh. Well, all means all, doesn't it? Yeah, of course it means all. He said, okay. So your sin is not outside of what God can forgive because the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. Woohoo! I am way grateful for that. And he trusted Jesus Christ as personal Savior a couple of weeks later. And then three weeks after that, I got to baptize him. Sweet. Let's stand together with our heads bowed and eyes closed. If you're here this morning and you do not know Jesus Christ as your own personal Savior, I invite you this morning to come and let us show you from the Word of God how you can have your sins forgiven and make heaven your eternal home. If you've already been saved, you've never followed the Lord and believers' baptism, then you come this morning and, and we'll talk to you about baptism. Make arrangements for you to be baptized. It may be this morning that you uh, think that this might be the place where God wants you to serve Him and 
You want to come and join the church? Uh, you come. We'll share with you how we receive members. You may just come this morning because you have been troubled. You've been discouraged. You've been burdened. You've been worried. And you just need to turn it all over to the Lord Jesus and let Him take care of things for a while so that you can just rejoice in the Lord always. Father, I pray in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that your will would be done in each heart and each life this morning. I just ask you to work. And we'll praise you and thank you. Amen.